Salt Lake City is giving, giving, giving this season. Every episode, I'm not mad at it. They all know their time. They all know their place. They all know what they should be doing. I am loving, certainly loving. Okay, hi guys. Welcome to the live for those of you who are in attendance. I see I have a note already about some thoughts on this this week's episode. There's a lot to think about. Um, oh, let me turn my lights on behind me. One second. If you guys are here for the live, please give this a like so that it gets pushed out to people. That would be wonderful. Okay, let's get into this. Let's get into this whole thing because it's a nice, complicated little episode where it's not just like one person being nuts and the other person being wrong. It's like both of them being nuts and both of them being wrong. All right, Heather goes to Angie's to debrief from Pioneer Day. And uh, this is, I was actually shocked that this came up on camera. Heather realizes that Monica and Jen have a lot of similarities and she's a magnet for these type of people. And I said, okay, self-awareness. I love the self-awareness. Give it to me. So that is good because I've been saying for a minute that their energy is very similar, Monica and Jen's. And so I'm I'm actually pretty impressed that Heather can pick up on that. Whitney and Justin are still going through their couple stuff. They talk about how therapy may or may not be helping. But did you notice they were wearing matching Gucci shirts? Matching. But this, unfortunately, is when she finds out that her friend is being intubated. Intubated? Um, and they show, they show we've, we've seen Sherry throughout the years. And I really hate focusing on this, but this was when Whitney's eyebrows were still in a normal place. Whitney and Lala have very similar eyebrow situations going on. I can't tell exactly if it's Botox. I mean, it must be, right? But like I get Botox and my eyebrows don't, there must be like a lift or something that people do in that area. Because if you look at Lala and at Whitney, they, they have almost the identical eyebrow situation happening. But the big one, Meredith and Lisa get lunch. I love this scene. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. Because Lisa, Meredith, first, first Meredith asks how her and Monica are doing. And Lisa's like, you know, we're not in a good place because I just, Monica goes so low, like, get some Botox, get some filler, you're ugly, you know, whatever. And Meredith goes, well, I do want to clear the air on something. I'm not upset. Did you tell Andy that I threatened her? Lisa says, no, I just said whatever you said outside of the restaurant. And Meredith goes, that's what I thought, because it's interesting some of the wording you said to me about Monica is the same thing. I was like, wait, what? You know that there's a lot of stuff out there, but Angie is accusing me of threatening her. What? Still what? Still in the place of what? Lisa says, no, I did not just say the same thing. I didn't, I don't like the whole, you know, do you want me to say what I know about her husband? So I don't like it. I don't want you saying, I don't want anyone saying that about you. It feels icky. I don't want to be around it anymore. Meredith goes like, she makes her little shrug face. Like we're just like, that kind of thing. And she's like, well, I'm sorry it was triggering for you, but I'm not, what I'm not going to do is have this hypocritical conversation. 
what you're telling me, what's going on with Monica is she's, I had to follow that. She's playing the victim to your reaction to your bad behavior. And that is called manipulation. That's exactly what Angie did to me. It's called manipulation and gaslighting. I was like, well, huh, okay. I kind of like, it started with Meredith not inviting it. I still don't think we know exactly what um, Meredith hates Angie over because if it's from last year, I feel like that should have been squashed by now. Wasn't it not even that big a deal last year? But that's Meredith. She holds that grudge really hard. But then, so Mary doesn't invite Angie to Palm Springs and Angie fucking crashes the trip and doesn't crash the trip coming in light, trying to make up with Meredith. She comes in to be mean to Meredith, which is a choice, right? And she said, you know, they get in that thing at the restaurant after Meredith asks for security. Uh, and Angie says like something like, I wouldn't be friends with you. And that's when Meredith leaves and her behavior that okay what lisa's saying monica's doing is behavior it's direct it's behavior directed at lisa you know what i mean like it's like this lisa does something monica does something monica does something to lisa as where meredith is this is outside of film like outside she's not next to angie and then she says if you want me to go there i will go there i will go there about the husband and then of course it leaves us to be like what is it what's going on i just don't totally see the comparison but Meredith is a semantics queen. Okay. She is going to, you cannot say she threatened because that is something that you could be sued for. I did not threaten Lisa's confessional though. Let's not forget Lisa's confessional where she does the Meredith impression. Remember last season when Lisa did an impression of Meredith to her face, she did the, um, uh, what was it? She was like, oh no, like that's not it. Like they, everyone does a fake British accent when they do a Meredith. Meredith gets a fake British accent almost anytime anyone impersonates her. Um, who was on, uh, who's that? Who's the hilarious guy on SNL who does the podcast with Matt Rogers? Fuck. What's his name? I love him. Oh, I hate when I blank. He was on Watch What Happens Live and he he did his impression of Meredith and it also had a British accent. So I just love that that's where people are landing with her. Lisa says her family, her business. But Lisa is trying to get Meredith to say on camera that there's nothing out there. She's trying to get that so that they we can relieve it. Up, we can, as an audience, let go of it. But that's not going to happen. So Lisa goes, there's nothing out there though. Meredith goes, well, there is. I've been sent stuff. Oh, you've been sent stuff. You see, I was assuming it was some like Salt Lake City, like local info, but it's not. It's not that. It's just fans sending things. And like, I've received weird stuff about so many people and I'm like, oh, that's, this isn't valid. Like, you don't know. This isn't something to like hold over someone's head. Like, I know things about you. I don't want to say. But someone with no picture on Instagram is saying that, you know, fill in the blank. I'm like, well, that, come on now. Come on. And then she says to Lisa, you're living in la la land, Lisa. There's stuff out there about you. There's stuff out there about every single one of us. It doesn't make it true. Exactly, Meredith. So when you said to Lisa, don't make me go there. Okay. Do you want me to talk about the husband? Like when you do that, then we think that 
there's something like concrete, but you're just talking about rumors. Rumors. I guess she did say the rumors and nastiness about her. You know, so, but it's just like gossip they get from fans. Lisa goes that it doesn't make it good to threaten with. You cannot use the word threatened. By definition, it's wrong. Lisa goes, but then Whitney said you said you would ruin her life. I could ruin her life. I could ruin everyone's life. We all could. It doesn't mean I'm going to. <laughs> Lisa's like, okay, so you're going off of intention, but how are we supposed to know what the intention is? <laughs> it seems like you're saying you could. You've got this big smoking gun and you, you know what I mean? It is, it is threatening. It is threatening. It is, I think. Lisa says she just wants, I just want to talk about us. You know, I pumped the brakes after Palm Springs. Meredith's like, what? You, wh well, did you pump the brakes with Angie too? Lisa says, no. So you were fine with how she treats me, but you pumped the brakes with me and not Angie. Okay. And now Meredith's not going to let that go. Not going to let that go. I, it is kind of hypocritical, I guess, because Angie was pretty vicious to Meredith, but she wasn't invited on the trip. And I think she felt like, I don't know, that's a, that's a trickier one. Um, I don't know. I don't really kind of care, honestly, about, about the way this lands on Salt Lake City. Like who's totally right or totally wrong. Everyone's a little wrong, a little right. So I'm kind of, I'm comfortable in that space. I'll tell you what's a little wrong is the wig Mary is wearing when she meets with Monica, when Monica comes over, it was like an asymmetric bob, but it ha wasn't cut right. Or it was like they didn't, yeah, no, it wasn't good. It was a bad wig, very bad wig. Um, and she also serves a piece of carrot cake. And I would like to just point out that's not a healthy snack since she's always talking shit about people's diets and stuff. So <laughs> Mary, Monica's also doing the most with Mary, it feels like so the most with Mary. Monica tries to say, though, to thinking she'll get Mary on her side, she tries to say that Lisa just won't let up. She doesn't let up. And Mary's like, well, you both go back and forth. And that, so it's not just her. It's like, oh, okay. Okay, giving it to us straight. That's rare. Well, I guess not rare. It's Mary. But I'm just some surprised she's able to acknowledge that Lisa isn't the only one doing something wrong. I think that's what it is. Monica tries to say that Lisa is superficial and Mary's like, what do you mean? Oh, she's like, oh my God, how many carrots is that? Oh my God, is that Chanel? Um, that's so many housewives. That's like a total thing. Like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I do think Lisa is the most materialistic, maybe. Um, but it's not that bad. It's not that awful. Mary says she just needs to let go of the grudge. And you're like, hi, Mary, you need, what? You're saying that? Whitney's friend ends up passing away. It's so, I can't even imagine. Um, I have a couple of really good friends that if I were to lose them, it would be so devastating and a very confusing devastation because you don't really think about friends dying. You always think, worry about like parents and family, but, um, oh, brutal. But she says she still wants to show up for Meredith's event because her friend showed up to things fighting cancer, so she wants to. I think this is a big mistake. I don't think it's the same, like fighting an illness and then grieving someone's death and then 
this may be a hot take, but then Whitney, when she comes into the event, she very much expects everyone to acknowledge it, to talk about it, to let her cry about it. And I don't really think that's necessarily fair because not everyone knows that you want to do that. Um, I'm not making excuses for Lisa because the, I'll get to the scene. It's kind of ridiculous. Like how, like it, it, it's very Lisa, but Whitney also takes it to a place where I'm like, well, hold, hold on. I don't, you know, Whitney, she gets on a loop. She kind of, it's on a loop. She can't, she gets confused by stuff and she starts making like very little sense. And that's kind of what happened here. But uh, before that, Heather and Monica get drinks and Heather says to her, you got to be able to dish it. I mean, you got to be, be able to take it if you're going to dish it out. Uh, and Monica gives this super sincere apology. She's very good at these apologies. So I love a good apology. So, you know, I, if you can give me a good one, if I can see one on camera, I'm like, okay, well, all is forgiven. I, I forgive very quickly on these shows. And I kind of believed Monica. She seemed sincere. So, mm. but then Meredith's event starts. Meredith is the perfect person to come in and have something like a death to grieve because she, I feel like Meredith always sort of wants to connect with people like that. I feel like Meredith always wants to have a deep moment like that. So it was the perfect person for Whitney to walk in with. But, but anyway, but okay, just to be a little, and I get it, you're going through, this is why I'm saying she probably shouldn't have gone because Whitney comes in and immediately tells Meredith and then says, but I don't want to ruin your event or put a shadow, like cast a shadow on your event. I wanted to show up to support you. I'm like, okay. Um, I don't think Meredith cares at all that Whitney is upset about her friend and she probably just, you know, is in no way thinking what I'm thinking, but I, it just is setting it up because then Monica comes to say hi and Whitney gives her this look like I'm going to cry. And then Heather comes up and just gives her a hug and then cute Lisa, hey guys, and shows off these presents that she got for Heather as Whitney stares. And I think it's a lot to put on other people to go to an event grieving this much and expecting everyone to come up to you and give you a big hug. Because I think I would also not know exactly how to handle someone. Like I wouldn't know if they wanted me to talk about it or not, because I have some friends that would be like, don't fucking say anything. Cause I don't want to start crying. And I'd be like, sorry, 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 sorry. So I, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I don't know how we, I, it doesn't matter. They're both a little wrong and a little right. How about that? And then later, Monica and Whitney are looking at jewelry and Lisa comes up, what are you guys looking at? But Whitney's like, I have to get out of here. I can't, I have to get out of here, <laughs> walks away, which is then Monica's cue to give Lisa another great apology. And even Lisa's like, damn, you are really good at these apologies. <laughs> Keep it coming. Because she's like, I really respect you and I do like you and stuff, whatever. Um. Then she, Monica says, we both have seniors, so we both can relate. And Lisa's like, yeah, Jack's going to Columbia for his mission. And this sets off Monica to cry because she's half Colombian and she doesn't feel connected to that place. And so they seem like they're in a good space, but we know this doesn't last based on like present day information. Um, actually, let me go to the chat. I haven't seen what you guys are saying in a minute. Yes, I got where Lisa was coming from. Whitney ended up overreacting. Okay. Lisa is pretty tone deaf when it comes to sussing out the vibe correctly. That is kind of Lisa's problem. Lisa does have a hard time. She's very much in her own world and she doesn't like pick up on cues very well. 
You know what I mean? We should know that about Lisa. She's kind of she's kind of cold-blooded versus warm. I don't know if I would say cold-blooded, I'd say clueless. Uh and that can really feel like coldness. But she's like, "What? I just I wouldn't handle it like that." You know, I, I don't but maybe she is. I just don't get the vibe. Like I think that once she she does care for people very much. She's just genuinely that like kind of surface level. Is that shitty to say? The rumors and nastiness about her. Something I do not miss at all about drinking or hangovers. So when Waterboy sponsored the pod, I gave the product to my sister and I said, give this a test drive. Let me know how it goes. I did not expect such a glowing review because hangovers are hard. How do you combat a hangover? But Waterboy is apparently no joke. She's used my code to purchase two more rounds of Waterboy. You know, it's the holiday season. There's lots of drinking, lots of partying going on. She's busy. She doesn't have time for a hangover. She says it's the best she's ever had. So Waterboy is a hydration powder. It's scientifically formulated to cut your hangover time in half. There are other hydration packs on the market, but nothing comes anywhere close to fighting those Sunday scaries like Waterboy. There's zero sugar and over three times the electrolytes of liquid IV. Your hangover stands no chance. Unlike their competitors, Waterboy has added specific ingredients beyond just hydration to help with nausea, anxiety, and fatigue. We all know that hydration alone isn't enough to help after a holiday bender. These make great stocking stuffers for the drinkers in your life. They will thank you. And for this holiday season, our listeners get 15% off your entire order with our exclusive link at waterboy.com slash she speaks. Most hydration powders are packed so full of sugar that cause you to crash even harder. Not to mention you have to drink so many of them to get the electrolyte replenishment that your body really needs to recover. And Waterboy has over nine times the electrolytes as Gatorade. Inside each stick, there's ginger for the nausea and to make your tummy feel better. They also include L-theanine to help calm your nerves and reduce your anxiety. I think that's the game changer. And maybe the best part about Waterboy is how amazing it tastes. Their most popular flavors include strawberry, lemonade, lemon lime, and blue raspberry. You're going to actually want to drink these. Waterboy is also gluten-free, caffeine-free, dairy-free, vegan, and made right here in the U.S. of A. A lot of things get worse as you get older, but your hangovers don't have to. Waterboy isn't a magic cure, but it's pretty damn close. Hundreds of thousands of people already trust Waterboy as their hangover cure. It's time to stop dealing with that anxiety alone. For a limited time, my listeners get an exclusive 15% off discount with our link at waterboy.com slash she speaks. That's 15% off at waterboy.com forward slash she speaks. It's time to ho, ho, hydrate this holiday season. The rumors and nastiness about her. Is your dental equipment as chic as mine? I cannot believe that these are electric. This is an electric toothbrush. This is an electric water flosser. They're so chic. They're so sleek. They look great on my bathroom counter. If you want to be chic like me, get Quip. This electric toothbrush has a timed sonic vibration with 30-second pulses to guide a dentist-recommended two-minute clean. It's lightweight. It's sleek with no wires or bulky charger. And there's a multi-use travel cover that doubles as a mirror for less clutter. 
These are reusable handles too, and they have a very chic range of sleek metal hues as well as bright plastic colors. They look so good in the bathroom. Skip the batteries and snap into healthy habits with the new rechargeable electric toothbrush. All the features of the original Quip plus one magnetic charge powers up to three months of brushing. And the water flosser hits all the right spots with gentle or deep cleaning pressure at the touch of a button right here. There's an extra wide lid so you can get that water in there a lot easier to fill it up. The cordless rechargeable battery lasts up to eight weeks with daily use. Again, no bulky charging station sitting on your counter. And this thing blasts away up to 99.9% of plaque and popcorn from treated areas with precision. Thanks to the 360 degree rotating magnetic floss tip that snaps right into place. And it's only $7 to replace the floss tips. And they're shipped to you every three months to keep things flowing smoothly and prevent mineral deposits from building up. You know how when you go to the dentist, got to get that deep clean. In addition to the floss tips and the brush heads, Quip also delivers fresh floss, toothpaste, mouthwash, and gum refills every three months from $7. And these stylish, affordable electric brushes start at just $25, so you won't be paying through the teeth (laughs) for better oral health. If you go to getquip.com slash bravo right now, you'll get 20% off any electric toothbrush, mint and gum dispenser, water flosser. That is your 20% off any electric toothbrush, mint and gum dispenser, water flosser at getquip.com slash bravo. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash bravo. Quip, the good habits company. I love that. Um, Lisa then walks over. She walks over to Whitney and she's like, can I steal you? And I'm like, okay, here's the moment Lisa's going to say something. <laughs> nope, not the moment. Instead, she's like, hey, so like I had lunch with Meredith and like it was okay. <laughs> Whitney's like, okay, I just lost my best friend. And life is too short. Just forgive me. I don't have the capacity to deal with that right now. This is kind of where Lisa should have been like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about it or not, but, you know, I'm here for you. But instead, she's like, right. Well, I don't want to be insensitive. I was just asking. Okay, Lisa, get get the check, check, check the vibes, okay? Do you feel the energy? She's saying, but I think that Lisa is just that awkward and like, clueless oh (laughs) clueless of a person excuse me um and then monica interrupts to give them the porch the rum and portuguese pastries and say we're going on the trip but then lisa tries again with whitney and she's like i'm i'm sorry that you lost someone and whitney then goes on this loop it hurts me when you walk past me and show heather all these gifts i need you to hug me i need you to acknowledge that i lost my best friend lisa's like I can't always keep a mental calculator of everything going on at all moments. <laughs> what? That's, that is like that kind of, you know, when like you, you you tell someone you didn't like what they said to you and they're like, you know what? I'm never going to say anything ever again then. And you're like, no, that's not, that's not it. That's not what you say. But it, that's, that's giving this. I can't always keep a mental calculator of everything going on. It's like, okay, it, like you just heard about it last night. So it should be pretty fresh on your mind. And at least like, it wasn't lack of caring. You're always important, Whitney. Whitney's like, okay, but I text you last night. And Lisa's like, and I responded. <laughs> and Whitney goes, she's so stuck on this. And you were more excited about giving Heather a gift than comforting me. Lisa's like, Whitney, I'm so sorry. I'm not a perfect person. 
yeah, right. Now we're going into that kind of conversation and it's all right. Okay. Not that. No one said you had to be. Another thing that people do, right? Like, I just won't say anything ever again. Or, you know what? I'm not a perfect person. Sorry. It's very like Vicky on Orange County when she had her tagline after the cancer scam. Her tagline was, before you judge me, you better be perfect. It's like, no one, no, okay, fine. Whitney, you don't have any self-awareness to maybe be like, Whitney, I should say hi to her first, then Heather. Lisa, I'm not a bad person. I'm a good person. <laughs> Again, no one's, you're not a bad person, but I think you are lacking self-awareness right there. Lisa, I think, Lisa, like, I think it's triggering to see me talk to Heather like that. And then Whitney's like, it's not. And Lisa's like, okay, just making sure. Okay, well, don't <laughs> fucking do that. Lisa's confessional is that she, and this is, I could see it. She was like, I plug through things. I like to be quiet about it. So I didn't want to say anything and have that upset her because I don't know how she handles grief. And like I said, I get that because I have friends that would be like, I swear I'm never talking to you again if you bring this up right now. So I get that to some extent, but maybe, and maybe at this point, Lisa is paranoid because this is a conversation happening on camera again, about her being selfish. She's already gotten the materialistic comment. She's already got, and so she's like, fuck, I can't have another one and not with Whitney. Okay. So I feel like this, even though she already kind of had a conversation like this with Whitney, when Whitney was like, how could you do that at my event? She's like, oh, so it's my fault. Monica can't control herself. It's like, no, no, you also did stuff. Lisa, remember you did those things. Remember that? Whitney becomes a broken record though. You were one of the first people I texted and you chose to get Heather a gift. Lisa's like, well, you have flowers on your way to your house. It just feels really fake. Like, why are you going up to Heather when I'm your friend and I'm going through something? So I feel like that line right there kind of made it a little um, clear that she that she was a bit triggered by it being specifically for Heather. Um, but I also do kind of get it. It's like, of all things. But Again, I think that it's not like Lisa walked up and didn't acknowledge Whitney. Because when I watch it the second time, she's showing, which is even worse, she's like showing Whitney the gift. Like, here's this gift I'm getting for Heather. Here we go. It's going over here, not for you. Um, So yeah, it's still not great. It's still not great. But Whitney is, she was expecting too much from people. Also, another thing that's really tough about grief is not everyone, not everyone around you can handle how you handle it. That's something that a, my friend learned not too long ago about when he lost his mom. It was like, oh, well, some people don't know what to do with my feelings. And some people can, and I, I can see Lisa falling in that category, like not knowing how to handle big feelings like that. I could see that happening. Whitney walks away. Lisa follows her. And Whitney says, it's always about you. And Lisa, no, it's not. I'm sorry for your loss, but no, it's not. <laughs> Whitney's like, I'm always there for you. I just needed you for one minute to be there for me. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if that's inaccurate um, because now it sounds like this is something that's been on Whitney's mind for a minute with Lisa. Like I'm always there for her and she's not there for me. It's like, okay, this is something that you've been kind of clocking, maybe like taking notes, like, okay, this time she wasn't. The so, or maybe this is just Whitney really shouldn't have come to this thing because it's a heavy, heavy thing to experience this. And then to put an expectation on other people it, that, you know, you're setting yourself up for a disaster.
Lisa starts crying. And at the same, she like Whitney walks away and the same producers are like, uh, Lisa, we have to fix your mic. And I don't blame her for refusing to put it back on. She's like, you just, did you not just see what I'm doing right here? So she refuses to put it back on. She goes and gets John and she's like, fuck this. I'm selfish and I'm all about myself. Really? Which is one more time, another Lisa is selfish moment. So she is now in a spiral because she's like, that's what this season's going to be again. Which, you know, you would think at some point, maybe she just needs to like kind of look inward a little bit. And you know, I love my Lisa, you know, I do, but I don't, I don't think she's a malicious person. And I think that's actually the problem is with Jen, everything was very intentional and manipulative as where Lisa, it's like oblivious. And I have had friends that are oblivious. Well, my, one of my really good friends, she could be super oblivious. And it, I used to scream at her, but then I realized after years and years and years of it, that I was like, this is just her. It's not on purpose. And I feel like that is kind of Lisa, I think. But next week, they are finally going to, uh, on their cast trip. And that is where I heard, ew, that is where I heard some drama really goes down. Um, we know we get the phone call there, but it's not even just the phone call. Like, I, According to people who've seen the episodes, it's like a lot of good, fun fighting. And there's it's not just like the phone call. That's all we're waiting for. Like other other things happen. So it's apparently going to be a very good trip. Okay. Now let's go to the Chatteroonie. Let's see who's here. Hey, Jasmine. Okay. I don't think our culture really holds a space for grief and friendship. I appreciated it. I, I do kind of agree. It's like, there's not much of, um, I don't, I, I just hadn't thought about it until literally this. And I was like, oh my God, if I lost one of my friends, that would be a whole different type of pain. Still not trusting Monica one bit, I think. I think that's wise. Heather's comparison of Monica and Jen Shaw was spot on. You know it. It sure fucking was. Let me go further down. Whoa, so much. I've missed so much. The commercials in lives is just weird. Oh, are there commercials? You know I probably just didn't set this up right. Are there supposed to be? I might have fucked up. I don't, maybe I just don't know. I think that um, monetiz. I think when I click monetization, I assume it is only for the replay. I didn't realize you guys get the commercials in the middle of it. Let me note that I should change that. That's bizarre. Uh, change. You guys know I'm still learning how to do this. Change commercial settings. I got you guys. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, okay. Good to know. I pay for premium too. You would think if I was a creator, they would give me one, but no, it has happened in other lives as well. It didn't used to, you mean other lives on other people's channel? Um, let me see what else is happening. Although I don't know if she sees it. Yeah. Although I don't know if she sees it either. Doesn't want to see Jack wants to flee the scene. Yeah. She's really living in denial. At least if you're talking about Lisa, uh, she's definitely living in denial. This kid is like, I want to get far away from you. And she's like, but it's still hard for me. <laughs> I feel like once Jack leaves the home, he's going to appreciate his mom more. I understand why he doesn't appreciate her now, but should have sent the next day flowers, flowers, flowers. No, you did. It happens with all lives unless you have premium. Oh, oh, it does. Okay. So it's not just like a me thing. 
Okay. I don't know if I can change that setting then, guys. I'm sorry. Anyone who uses Chrome, you can get Adblock free as an extension. Look at you with the uh, tips, Evelyn. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, does anyone have any questions for me that you want answered? Any thoughts that you want me to respond to? Otherwise, I'm going to wrap us up in a few minutes because these lives are quick. Mm. Kelly, I agree. I have premium too, and it is so worth it because I used to dread starting a YouTube video because it gives you the ad at first. And now that I don't ever get an ad, I'm like, God, this is worth every penny. Okay. I'm a boy mom and this is devastating to me. I couldn't imagine my son being so annoyed with me. He flees the country. <laughs> and right, I forgot to mention that Jack is no longer on the mission. Jack has, um, I don't, I can't figure out what, I can't figure out what it is. Why did Monica go to Mary's? She's really, she is really uh, kissing. Oh shit. Whoops. She is really kissing uh, Mary's ass. I think Monica, I think Monica sees the, an ally in Mary. And since Mary isn't really friends or cool with anyone else, uh, like, well, at least with Lisa and with Whitney and whatever, I think she thinks it could be a good flex for her, a good power move to get Mary to be on her side. So I think that it's a strategic thing. Will Mary go to Bermuda? Uh, no, <laughs> no, not at all. Did you see what I sent you on Patreon about Jordan and Danielle on Watch What Happens Live? No. When was that today? Not related to RH, but did you hear that Taylor isn't returning to Orange County? I did. And I'm a little shocked by that. I, I thought she had enough. Pia has a theory that with the reality reckoning of it all, Taylor's drinking might have been like such a liability that they were like, oh, we might be exploiting this if we keep her on the show. Because she, as much as they all drink, Taylor had all those like really drunk moments where she couldn't even talk right, you know? So maybe that's right. Okay, let's see. Yes, the word is Jack is in California. So my, what if, what if he was never going on a mission? This was all a ruse just to get away. He's like, uh, yeah, no mom, it's Columbia. It's that far away. You're not gonna be able to come meet me unless you take a flight. And then if, and then not even that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm out. I'm gone. I thought Taylor, I, I, Johnny says that, um, or maybe Taylor wasn't as great as we wanted her to be. I thought she was worthy because her relationship with Shannon has, oh, wait, you know what? Her relationship with Shannon, they became drinking buddies. And now that Shannon has the DUI, she probably can't have like that be her big connection with Taylor. Like we go drinking all the time. So they were like, we have no reason for you anymore because Shannon's trying to distance herself from that reputation. You know, would you want Alexis back? Yeah. She's got a really good um, evolution. She has a trans son or daughter. I can't recall. I don't remember. I think I think I can remember. But she's come a long way. She's posting about it. Uh, she said she's really opened up her eyes. So I think that that is great for um, a new story. Like when housewives come back. If they don't have a new story to bring or at least some growth and evolution to bring, that is kind of why, and I know people want Vicky back, um, 
that's kind of why I'm confused with what Vicky will do because she doesn't want to talk about her personal life. I don't think she wants to talk about her relationship. I don't think she wants to talk about anything that a housewife has to talk about. And as much as she, I, I, I don't, I don't know this guy. I don't know if he's as good as, you know, she says, she also said Steve was great. So I, I don't think Vicky really has a new story as we're Alexis. It's been so long since we've seen her and she has a ton of story. So I think that could be very cool. And I saw that Tamara and Alexis are like commenting back and forth on stuff. And Tamara, she will forgive and forget. And she knows what's good for the show. And I bet you she's like, you guys can bring her back. We're cool now. Do you guys listen to the Bravo, um, the new Bravo podcast? What's it called? Hold on. Let me find it. Uh, the Bravo, the Bravo's Hot Mic podcast, uh, where... Alex Baskin is the host and he sits down first. He sat down with Kyle and then he recently sat down with Tamara. I recommend it's, it's interesting. It's fun to listen to. It's a lot of behind the scenes producery stuff that we love. You know, we love that shit, you know, I prefer Vicky as a friend of the show. I agree. She can dip in. She, I, I'm right there with you, Leslie. I agree. I think Vicky was good in that role. She, but she won't come back in that role. She made it very clear that she won't, she shall not. Uh, okay. I remember when Alexis traumatized kids at her twins party discussing childbirth in details. Iconic moment. <laughs> the kids, the adults, everyone was like, I'm sorry. Why are, what, why, why are you telling us this? What is happening? What was the name of the pod again? It is called Bravo's Hot Mic. Right? Yeah. You actually, you know what I think you may need to do? It's, I forgot it's a pay, I paid for it. I think I had to go. Uh, I had to like, so Google Bravo's hot mic. And I think it's, I think it's like $3 a month or something. And then, and then it connects you on whatever platform you listen. I think, I think that that's what I had to do, which is, you know, kind of annoying, but whatever. All right. Whatever. Okay. I wouldn't hate them toning down the alcohol use across the board or, or on Orange County specifically. They really really lean into the fact that they get drunk and they have fun and that's their thing. It's kind of similar to, um, old Roni where, but on Roni, it was a little, the drinking was a little different on orange County. They like do shot after shot, after shot, after shot, after shot. I don't know how they do it. Um, but you're right. They definitely do. They can't, they can't stop. Okay. Let's see. Nini and Portia are looking so good. Need an announcement. Yeah, I get that. Do you think there's going to be a big shakeup like people are saying with RHOA? I have no, like, it's just kind of baffling to me what's happening with Atlanta. Uh, because I, uh, I can't decide if, if they're trying to, this is what I think they're doing. I think they're trying to figure out, should we spend more money? Or should we try to look for um, cheaper new people? Because the cast that they could have they could have brought in, which could have been bringing back Cynthia, which I don't know if Cynthia would have done it, but Portia, Nini, these are expensive people. Portia, Nini, Candy, Kenya, like it'd be a huge thing to have them come back. But these are expensive people. Like you're looking at just the budget for the cast alone. That's probably... I don't know what they imagine because Candy's already Candy's already uh, the one of the highest paid. So 
Yeah. So I can't tell if what they're deciding to do is like, do we fork over the cash and give the powerhouses a chance? Because that would to me be like, it could really infuse some life into it. And then you can bring in some, some new people. I am shocked to see that Drew removed Atlanta from her bio because Drew to me had the most story like the divorce with Ralph, unless what's happening with Ralph is so dark that she's like, I can't talk about any of it on camera. So they're like, ah, never mind then. Cause that could be possible. You know, uh, that does, that surprises me that she wouldn't be back. So that's gotta be the reason. Um, I do think that it's possible to get Nini back. I do think that we are now in the realm of possibility. I fucking love that she did Bethany's podcast and then erased Bethany from everything and started following Bravo TV again. I'm obsessed with that because I hope Nini comes back and talks shit about Bethany. I hope she come on camera and she's like that lady who had me on her podcast who thinks she's trying to change stuff. No, not happening. Not happening at all. I think if they get rid of candy, they could free up a ton of money. Yeah, I've seen people say that they could lose Candy, and I'm not against it, to be honest, because especially this last season, Candy's not saying no to any other projects. Not at all. And so she was so busy. She kept missing stuff. She wasn't around for things. So it feels like it feels like she could take take it off, be done. She doesn't need it. You know what I mean? Her story none of it is none of it's super super vital so i i'm not opposed to that um but if they do bring back nini and they do bring back um uh portia i would like to see candy there for that so i don't i don't i don't know that's what's so sad about atlanta i have no idea what they're trying to do it's confusing to me i do think that maybe they need to change up producing the producers a bit because that eric d fuller was just he was coming for kenya <laughs> I don't know how they're gonna, they're gonna do that. You know what I mean? Okay. Has anyone watched Nini's YouTube channel? I didn't realize she had a whole channel. No, let me write that down too. Nini's YouTube channel. Uh, cause I think I'd like to check it out. Nini's YouTube. Okay. Candy and Giselle remind me a lot of each other when it comes to their personal storylines. Very checked out and too private. Hmm. I never thought of comparing them. Huh. I kind can kind of see that, I think, a bit. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, your headband, though. Yes, Amazon. Thank you so much. Drew has more of a storyline than Sheree. I swear to God, Sheree better not be back. Sheree and Marlo. I don't want to see either of them. I know that some people may like them, but I don't, after the way they were all siding with Ralph at the reunion, ew, Ralph, you want to side with Ralph? Are you crazy? You're crazy. All the housewives are on shaky ground. Do you think New York sets a new tone that Bravo should follow? Um, no, I don't think that a full cast shakeup is necessary for every single show because I do like nostalgia and I like seeing how the old mixes with the new. I think with New York, Ramona and Sonia and Luann had gotten themselves in a lot of trouble by just being conservative, problematic 
white women and the audience was like demanding a change but they already tried bringing in ebony and we saw how that happened we saw how that went it went so bad like you can't ha you can't keep like okay we'll bring in another black person it just it was the worst casting choice to only bring in ebony like what the hell um so they were like well we can't like we can't bring ramona and sonia and luann can't be around new people they can only be around each other they're not to be trusted with new cast members um as where like kyle could kyle could handle it i would be interested to see how she handles it um you know tamara i know like what's so interesting about tamara is i forget how much she annoyed me last season but i also like she did really bring a whole lot of story to the show so it's i don't know so but no like i i don't think they have to start doing full cast shakeups because then that's just like a whole new cast and a whole new thing and we gotta start from scratch and um no so i don't necessarily think that that needs to become the new standard and how they handle all the franchises you know what i mean okay i'd rather see kenya on married to medicine they're on her intellectual level and the shade would be off the chain hmm i don't know if i agree with that because what i on married to medicine isn't the whole idea that they're in the med the like they're somewhat connected to medicine and where's kenya then we just might as well make it another real housewives of atlanta you know what i mean at least Phaedra's lying about having some sort of doctor boyfriend who we've never seen and she doesn't talk about. So stupid. Okay. No, Tamara created the show, no story of her own. Well, honestly, I don't think Tamara's story is just that, like her real life is just not that scandalous anymore, except for like, clo like closing the gym and stuff. But she's, she's even admitted that off the show, off the show, um, she's, not really a drinker, doesn't really party a lot and fight with people. It's just basically for the show. So I feel like Tamara probably has to just create the show because it's, what are you going to talk about? You know, Eddie barely wants to participate because he's like, this shit is so stupid. Kenya can date a doctor like Phaedra. I guess. I don't know. I don't know how I, I don't know if I want Kenya over there. I don't, maybe. Do we just, is it just because we want to see Phaedra there too? Phaedra and Kenya. I mean, that would be interesting. I could honestly lose Phaedra from Married to Medicine and bring her back over to Atlanta. Um, I don't know though, because Phaedra is, it, she's bringing such a different flavor to that cast that they've never really dealt with before. So which OG Roni cast member could you see with the new cast members? Um, maybe carol maybe um yeah i think maybe carol and that but that's not og i guess definitely not jill definitely not ramona i think that's kind of what makes the new cast so interesting is it's very it's just a completely different energy you know what i mean kenya is wasted on rhoa right now god tell me about that, that last season was so bad so so bad carlos king said this next episode is one of the best from married to medicine i like that i like that has anyone heard if there's going to be a season two for summer house martha's vineyard yes they've filmed it 
they filmed it. They were promoting it at BravoCon. So we have that to look forward to. And we were told there's more drama, more everything. Yeah, last season was a crime of Atlanta. It sucked too because Kendrick and I, that's how Kendrick and I first started recording together, like full seasons. We did um, last, not this past, but the season before of Atlanta and had the best time. Loved, 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 loved it. Uh, but then this season, it just, we were like, we were pulling and extracting what we could. And it was a, it was a editing and producing problem, but mainly an editing problem it felt like too. I could, yeah, they cut so much stuff, weird casting, like no, no across the board. I'd like to see Carol come back. Too bad it will never happen. Hmm, I don't know about that. And in reference to Martha's Vineyard, I agree, Silas, no good. When I saw her announce uh, that she was pregnant, I was like, oh no, I don't like that at all. We did not see any good stuff from that man. So I don't want to imagine him as a parent. Yikes, big yikes. All right, guys, I am going to wrap us up so that I can get this edited and out to the rest of the peeps. As always, thank you guys so much for being here in the chat with me. I tr I actually, like, I love doing these now. Like, I don't know why I was so afraid of lives before. It's fun. They're fun. Some fun connecting with you guys. So if you're listening to this or watching this in replay, join me doing these every Wednesday at 3 p.m. PT. All right. Thank you guys. Love you. Mean it. And I will see you soon. Thank you so much for watching and for listening to She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. If you haven't already, would you mind leaving a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you listen? That would be amazing. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you are subscribed and hit that bell so you don't miss an episode. And if you're looking for more content, more exclusive bonus content, check out the Patreon. I post two exclusive episodes a month and I'm covering just the Bravo jams like classic Roni, Atlanta, and of course, Vanderpump Rules. If you just want to support the show, head to buymeacoffee.com slash shespeaksbravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. We also have merch available at shespeaksbravo.com. And if you're interested in hearing my takes on non-Bravo shows, check out my new podcast, She Speaks It All. I cover the challenge, drag race, and any other show I'm obsessed with that's not... Bravo. She Speaks It All is available everywhere you get your podcasts, just like this show. Make sure you're following me on the social medias. I am She Speaks Bravo across all platforms. Thank you so much for any support you give the show, even if it's just listening. Appreciate you. Love you. Mean it. I'll see you soon. <laughs>